We ask that you would uh, speak to us, Lord, for your servants are listening. Amen. The good news of Christmas is a joyous news. The angels say, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. And brothers and sisters, I bring you all good news that's going to cause great joy for you. This is going to be the shortest sermon you'll have heard me preach all year. <laughs> now, for all of you that laughed, you're getting cold from Santa for Christmas. For all those of you who sighed, God bless you, I praise you, uh, that's wonderful. Uh, but no, uh, it's going to be, I'm tasked with giving you more of a homily, which is kind of a, a shorter sermon on this Christmas day. Uh, usually I like to give you something more meatier. You know, I think many sermons make many Christians usually. Uh, but you, I like to give you meat, I like to give you a full meal. And today is, today is more of a snack. You're getting a snack from the word today, okay? Uh, and so we're continuing our sermon series called, What Child Is This? And we've been looking at different characters throughout the stories. And uh, today we're looking at what the angels said to the shepherds in answering this question. What child is this that we worship uh, every year? And so today I'm going to give you a very quick three short points that the angels talk about to the shepherds. And why this is good news of great joy for all the people. And the first news is this. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. That's the very first thing that the angels say to the shepherds. Now, all throughout the scriptures, there's a common reaction that the people have to the presence of God. You know, they believe that if you, if you were in God's direct presence, if you saw God's face, people believed you would certainly die. You would certainly die because he is so powerful, he is so holy, he is so pure, that to be in his direct presence, no human being could stand it. And actually, there were very careful laws that all the priests, all those who worked in the temple, that they had to follow all of these careful regulations. And if they didn't, their life could be literally on the line in their job. Uh, if you remember, when uh, after God redeemed his people out of Egypt, he brings them to Mount Sinai and is giving them the law. And the people are afraid. In fact, he said, even if an, uh, an animal goes to touch the mountain, that animal had to be stoned to death. And the people are like, what, what kind of God are we dealing with here? Moses, we're, we're afraid to go up to the mountain. Moses, you go. You go and talk to God for us because we, we might die. I mean, there is a real fear of the direct presence of God because of how holy he is. They knew that God is a consuming fire, not to be trifled with. And of course, God is the same yesterday, back then, today, and forever. Amen? He's the same. He is the definition of holiness. He is the lawgiver. He is the judge of all the earth. He sits on the throne, ruling over all things, perfect in holiness, perfect in purity. And the angels tell the shepherds, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. They didn't have to be afraid of being in God's presence. And in the same way, the joyous message of Christmas of the gospel is that we are told, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Through Jesus Christ, though our sin is great, though our sin is like scarlet, though we have failed so many times, though we have broken God's law at every point, we don't have to be afraid. We can be in God's presence through Jesus Christ. We can boldly approach our Father's throne in time of need to receive the mercy that we need. And not only that, through Jesus Christ, we receive the boldness to face everything that we encounter in life. Paul says it this way in 2 Timothy 1.7. He says, God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. See, Satan wants to keep you afraid. 
He wants to keep you afraid of, of living sold out for God. He wants to, wants to keep you afraid of other people. He wants to keep you afraid of sharing the gospel. He wants to keep you afraid of making the nece necessary changes in your life that would bring you closer to God and to greater health. And the joyous news of Christmas is that through Jesus Christ, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. That is the good news that we all need this Christmas season. The second piece of good news that the angels tell us is this. Jesus alone saves us. Jesus alone saves us. You know, the angels, they announced the birth of the Savior. When Jesus was born, uh, Luke, the, the author of this gospel, he reminds us that, that Caesar Augustus is, is off ruling on the throne in Rome, the greatest empire known to the world at that time. And Caesar, Caesar would often call himself a great Savior, a mighty Savior who was coming to bring peace to the entire world. And he often claimed that he was the Lord and Savior of the entire world, that he would bring peace. And since Caesar Augustus, many human rulers, they've come and gone, and they've, they've said, well, we're going to save this, we're going to save that, we're going to save you, we're going to save them. And they've pretended to be the saviors that we need. But this news of joy is that these pretenders are not and cannot be Lord. They cannot save. They cannot save you, they cannot save me, they cannot save us. Jesus alone is Savior of the world. And so we gain great joy when we know that, there, that our Savior is the king of all the earth, as Angela pointed out. He is the Lord of all. And nowadays, it's, it's not just human rulers that try to persuade us that they can save us. It's also products. It's also possessions. It's also brands that lure us and say, if you only just had this, if you only just had this you know, possession or car or vacation, then you would have the joy that you need in your life. Friends, no possession can save us. No earthly thing, no earthly person can save. Only Jesus Christ, our Lord, can save. And the sooner that we realize this, the sooner that we renounce the, th the things of the earth to bring us joy, the sooner that we will find joy in Jesus Christ alone. You know, this is also good news of joy because it means that you don't have to save yourself. You don't have to save yourself. No amount of good deeds that you do no amount of kindness that we, could, that we could muster, no amount of good feeling that we could try to bring into our lives, none of that can save. You can't save yourself. And that's really good news because we have a mighty Savior. No matter the good deeds we've done, no matter how great your sin is, Jesus alone saves. We don't have to do it. And that's really good news to hear on Christmas. You know, most religions are about Humanity trying to find their way to God, try, or finding enlightenment, or to be a good enough person, or do enough good things. Christianity is about God coming to us, and becoming one of us, and taking upon the sin of all the world, that we might be saved and reconciled to God. He's done all the work, He saved us, and He alone has done it. Praise God. And you might ask, well, does this no, does this no longer bring you joy, this news? You know, we need to have that prayer of David. God, restore to me the joy of my salvation. Remind me of how good this is, that I might rejoice once again in what you've done for me. Friends, we need to be reminded, and sometimes you need to pray and ask God, Lord, restore to me. Remind me how good this is, of even when I first heard, when I first believed. Remind me again this Christmas season. The last piece of good news that we hear from the angels is that Jesus is the one true Lord. He's the one true Lord. The angels proclaim, you know, what, what child is this? He is Christ the Lord. A little baby, a little child is Christ the Lord. 
Now Christ, that means Messiah, the anointed one, the one who was to come and save and redeem the people. Um, and he is the Lord, which is the term the people often used for God himself. So this little baby born in the manger is our Messiah, and he is the Lord of all the earth. You know, this is for our joy as well, because when Jesus is Lord, it means that we don't have to be. When Jesus is Lord, it means you don't have to be. If you ever feel like your life is spiraling out of control, that there's too many situations that you can't handle, too much burden for you to bear, remember that Jesus is Lord. That means you don't have to be. If you ever worry about how things are going with certain family members, maybe situations at work or in your home, maybe it's in your neighborhood, you can remember, Jesus is Lord, so I don't have to be. What freedom we find in that. You can carry everything to the one who sits on the throne. He is the Lord, so you don't have to have it all in control. And this is also good news for us because of the kind of Lord, the kind of Lord that Jesus is. You know, Caesar, he called himself Lord because he could rule over people with dominance. That he could gain power through violence, through fear, through power, through war, and through death. But Jesus, he comes as Lord in utter humility, in utter obscurity, and he becomes one of us. He is the Lord who leaves his throne and he walks among the people. You know, we should have been serving him, but instead he served us. And when he served us, we should have responded, but no, we rebelled and put him on the cross. He's a humble Lord who even when we forsake him, even when we sin against him, he still pursues us. He still pursues you even when you run away, even when you do things that he is not pleased with. He still loves you. He still pursues you. What kind of Lord that we have. And friends, it's only when you open yourselves up to say, yes, Jesus, you're my Lord. You're the Lord of my life. It's only when you do that every day will you experience the joy of this good news. That's for all the people. He invites every single one of us every day to take up our cross, to deny ourselves, and to say, Jesus, you're my Lord, this day and every day. And when you do that, you will experience life to the full, life with joy as God designed it for us. Charles Spurgeon, he said, uh, I think this is on the screen for you, he said, He is my Savior, my Christ, my Lord. Let this be your loudest boast. Then you will know the joy which the angel's song predicts for men. When you say, Jesus, you are my Savior, you're my Christ, you're my Lord, my life, every area of my life, it's surrendered to you, then you will know the joy of which the angels sing and proclaim. That's the good news that's offered to you this, this day and every day. And whether you've been a Christian a really long time or you're still uh, seeking out Jesus, this news calls out to every single one of us every year. Will you accept Jesus Christ as Lord in your life that you might not be afraid that he might be your savior of all that's going on in your life, and that he might be the Lord in your life, in your heart. Friends, may you be like Mary, who treasures up this message in her heart. May you think about it when you're at home, when you're around the lunch table or the dinner table, when you're looking at your Christmas tree and your Christmas lights, and before you close your eyes when you go to bed. Remember what Christ has done. Remember the good news of joy proclaimed to you this season. Let it begin to sink in and may it renew your life once more. Amen.